You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. And it's also your boy, Andy. <laughs> Once again, for Cyber Time by episode 101. No, no. No, no, no. 111, not, right? No, no, 110. 110. Oops. No, 111. <laughs> Dang it. Episode 111. There we go. Oh, man. I'm, I, I, got, I got confused. <laughs> That's okay. You just woke up. No, no, I literally just typed it like literally five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, make excuses for you. <laughs> well, besides that, for one, for episode 111, I have a guest on today who runs a convention out in out near near Canton, Ohio. Um, who, who, uh who runs it, like, really awesome. i never been to his convention before, but I want to really badly. But I, I'm today with, with you already heard him, with your boy, Andy Hop. That's me. <laughs> now, first question. Right. What's that? What are you going to say? I don't Oh, I was going to say I'm honored to be here. And oh. grateful for the chance to tell you all about Con on the Cob. <laughs> You're yeah. supposed to be like, Con on the Cob! Like that, you can't just say Con on the Cob. You have to go cut on the cob and make like a goat with your hands, you know, like okay. a hardcore heavy metal kind of thing, and stick your tongue out if you can. That's, <laughs> the tongue part's optional because it's hard to say cut on the cob with your tongue sticking out. But if you stick it out directly after you say it, it adds a little bit more flavor. Oh, I love that! But I never thought of doing it that way. But the first question I gotta <laughs> ask, and I told everyone about this, and I need to know. Yeah. Where the heck did the name come from? <laughs> All right, so do you want the real story? <laughs> yes, I the want real the story is um, so. First of all, it has nothing to do with corn, <laughs> except that our mascots for Con on the Cob are these creatures called Coblins, which are actual playable character species in my low life role playing game that I made. But um, basically, my wife and I usually go to Gen Con, and we're being silly, and we used to just call it Gern Corn just for no reason, just because we're silly. Mm-hmm. And when we decided to run our own convention, um, it just kind of evolved that way. We're like, what's a fun name for a convention? And I just came up with Con on the Cob based on the fact that we were calling Gen Con Gern Corn. And uh, so we called it Con on the Cob. And that's what it's been named ever since. That... No, I, no, the, no the, that sounds so awesome. I mean, if I, if I was going to be like, oh, you know, I love corn. I love eating corn. I live near corn. <laughs> kind of the cob. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with corn, except sometimes we use corn as thematic elements. Like we have a series of awards that we hand out called the Corny Awards, and those are corn-shaped statues. They're like little, well, they're, they're usually coblins, which are the creatures made out of corn. But one year... We um, we were going to have them 3D printed, but the guy who was 3D printing them kind of fell through at the last second. So we just painted cans of creamed corn gold and then put the labels back on and used those as our trophies. So corn shows up on the cob, but it's not the theme. Oh, man, that that would be amazing, though. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, 
the does uh, uh wait. no I gotta I gotta figure out how to phrase it. Um <laughs> Um so so like how many years have you been running this convention? I believe fifteen. It's been a while. The first one so it started out at my house in two thousand three. Then we didn't do it in two thousand four. And there's a whole story about how it started and maybe we can answer that in a little bit. But um the first time it was called Con on the Cob was 2005, so 15 years. So, oh, so you so you've done so you've done it for you've been doing it for 15 years technically. Yep, exactly. I uh, think this will be the 16th this uh, year, October 1st through 4th, assuming you know the pandemic's over by then. <laughs> what um what uh what what's the story you want to talk about? Why it couldn't happen in 2004? Oh, well, in 2004, my kid was born. So we didn't do it that year because I had a newborn baby. But um, the reason we started Con on the Cob in the first place um, and had it at my house was um, I'm an illustrator normally. I don't know if, if your um, listeners know who I am at all, but I'm a, a game designer and illustrator. I've been working in the role-playing game industry for a long time. And um, I had a lot of connections through there, like a lot of like big name artists and stuff were friends of mine and game designers. So I was at Gen Con one year as an illustrator, and this guy came over that I hadn't met yet. Um, for anonymity's sake, let's just call him Jim. Okay. Jim Y. I think that's no, that's too obvious. Let's go with Jay Yoder. Okay. So this guy we'll call Jay Yoder. He came over to my booth at Gen Con, and he wanted some tips on, like, art in general. He wanted to break into the business as being a role-playing game illustrator. And he had some great ideas and stuff, but I could see that he needed some help with the fundamentals. So I thought it'd be fun to have a little thing at my house, invite some of my artist friends, and play some games and stuff. And I was expecting, like, 10 people, and, like, 30 people showed up. And my house was not equipped for 30 people, but we somehow managed it anyway. And then um, it kind of just grew from there. Two years later, we decided to do it at a hotel. And then it, you know, we moved to different hotels every time we kind of get too big for one hotel or we don't like the service at a hotel, we'll move somewhere else. And uh, I think we're on our fourth hotel now. And we've been doing it for 15 years. So it's lots of fun. So, so when you mean you started at your house, are you saying that you... Yeah. Are you saying that, like, you just opened your house to the public for, like, a day straight? <laughs> well, it was supposed to be, you know, like, invitation. Like, some people that we knew online and stuff. Because even though it was 2005 or 2003, we still had, you know, an online presence of friends and stuff. But then friends brought friends, and people heard about it, like, overheard things. And it, it, there was no one there that wasn't cleared to be there. It was just a lot more people showed up than we were expecting. And uh, my house was not very big at the time, but we had such a blast. It was so much fun. We went to the zoo and drew animals, and then we came home, and we did a bunch of workshops and stuff, and then we played a bunch of different role-playing games and stuff, and it was a blast. So we keep doing it every year. It just keeps getting bigger and drawing a crowd from, you know, farther away. And, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. me, me and my – I have a friend who lives in Ohio who lives in North yeah. Canton, and – yeah, and I that's like five minutes from where I live. Yeah, I told I told him like, hey, 
if I if I if I ever go to Clown the Cobby, if you ever come with me, like we're like we're gonna go there as two big ears of corn. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's what Coblins look like. So that'd be great. You should do it. Like uh, yeah, you're in. What you in Chicago? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in this town called West Chicago. It's a suburban city. Yeah. outside the city. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of people from that area. So I mean, we get people from all over the place. I think the farthest away is probably like. There's a guy who regularly comes from British Columbia, like on the far side of Canada. But we get people from Europe and all over the place that come to the show. We're not a huge con, but we have a draw from all over the place, which is really cool. Well, because you guys are unique. I mean, just look at the website. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I really like our website. I think it gets a lot of attention. Um, that has pictures of coblins on it, so you can see what they look like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's, I don't know, that's kind of the thing that we have going on that I think is a little different from other people or other conventions just because my background is as an illustrator. So, you know, I, I feel like we can have something on our website that a lot of other cons don't really have as much. You know, a lot of them are, are more focused on just the, um, not the bureaucracy of it, but the, you know, organization of, you know, here's the links you need. And I like to jazz it up a little bit and make it a more fun experience. Give you a taste of what to expect at the con. Yeah, because, um, what was it? I think it, I checked your website last year. I remember last mm -hmm. year I had the theme with, like, had two giant robots, and I think you had some kind of giant robot yeah. theme going <laughs> okay. on last year. So every year we have a different theme, like a lot of cons do. But I don't like to do the same themes that every other convention is doing. So... Um, every year we do kind of a, a poll to see what the theme for the next year should be. And the one that won last year, like, well, the one that won the year before, for last year, was the theme, the two that were in contention were giant monsters versus robots, and the other one was everything is made out of pretzels, which I thought would have been a blast at a con. It's so different from, you know, you never go to any other cons, and the theme is everything is made out of pretzels. So the robot one won the poll, but I decided to make it both of them. So last year's theme was giant monsters versus robots, and also everything is made out of pretzels. Um, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, because I know, because, but no, when I saw that, I thought, like, oh, this is like a convention where, like, they, they like doing giant robot fighting stuff, and they're known for their pretzels, and I love pretzels. <laughs> yeah. We did, you know, we did some pretzel-based activities. Like, we did a thing with the, the kids. We have a thing called Children of the Cob, which is our kids' room and kids' programming. And they made, like, magic wands out of pretzel pretzel rods. Like, they decorated them with candy and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, we, you know, we had decorations and stuff that were based on pretzels. It was a blast. Did Was, was Auntie Anne's and Wetzel's pretzels to the vendors? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. But uh, maybe maybe we can get them some year. But we have a dude called Doki Doki Chocolate that comes every year. Um, and he's awesome. He makes chocolate-covered pretzels. He's there all the time. I also run a series of shows called Odd Mall, which are all throughout northern Ohio and also in Washington State. Mm -hmm. My brother runs them out there. And uh, so we get a lot of the same vendors and stuff that cross over. And our chocolate-covered pretzel guy, look him up online at Doki Doki Chocolate. He's awesome. Uh, his name's Corey. And anyway, he'll be there. So if you come to Con on the Cobb, make sure to get chocolate-covered pretzels from Corey. 
it's a rite of passage. The, um, uh, so, like, would you ever, like, I'm not saying would you ever travel the con, but, like, like, do you, do you think there would be, like, do you think one day if you really wanted to, you could make, like, Con on the Cop Chicago edition if you wanted to? I'm not sure about Chicago, just because there's already a bunch of cons in Chicago. Um, but I don't know. Like, I run six or seven odd mall shows a year, plus Con on the Cob, and I also have a store and illustration business and game design publishing company. I don't know. I'm, I'm very busy. But um, I, I don't know. Not, you know, I'm not necessarily stuck here. It's just that um, it's so much more convenient for me if I don't have to drive hours and hours to get to the venue to set everything up and, you know, deal with the hotel staff beforehand and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I wouldn't rule it out. I just don't see it on the horizon. For I wouldn't want to go necessarily to a big city just because there's already so much going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I like right now we're in Richfield, Ohio, which is about halfway between Akron and Cleveland, about half an hour from Canton. Um, so I don't know. I really like where we are right now. It's a fun hotel, and one thing I really like about it is that I know the owners of the hotel. Where we were before, it was a corporate-owned hotel, and they kept screwing us over and lying to us and stuff. And then we'd find out about it and call them on it, and they would say, well, corporate in New York made us do it. Here, I'm dealing directly with the owners of the hotel, so it's, it just feels like we're safe and honest, and they're not screwing me over. So that's the long answer. Short answer is probably not. They know it's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, so 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 when it comes to con on the cob, what are like the main like what are the main things that say? I mean, like I know you change your theme every year, and I saw yeah. that this year's theme is like some kind of like crazy carnival theme. But like haunted amu- it's adventures in the haunted amusement park. Yeah, but like where um, where are like the mainstays for like every year though. Like okay, year. so we have a bunch of different, what I guess you could call them programming tracks. Um, we're mostly a tabletop gaming convention. That's the main focus. Um, but there's also a heavy focus on art and illustration and a bunch, you know, art games and activities and art show. We have a pretty sizable vendor hall with about 60 vendors. Um, we also have a bunch of panels and stuff like that, a lot of cosplay and cosplay activities workshops, um, panels about cosplay, just about any kind of geeky or pop culture thing. We have, this year for the first time, we're doing a roller coaster track because basically Con on the Cob is just about the things that my friends and I are into. And a lot of us, my family is really into roller coasters, so we decided to have a bunch of like theme park people come out and people who build roller coasters and work on the the computers that run them and stuff like that are coming out to talk about roller coasters and how they're built and made and all that. And we're doing a trip to Cedar Point to ride roller coasters um, during Con on the Cob. So that's a new thing for this year. We'll have to see how that goes. But so far, I'm really excited about it. Um, what else? Tons of stuff. There's the Children of the Cob mm-hmm. that we talked about before. Yeah. Also, we have a big uh, comedy music track. This year is the beginning of the nerdcore explosion, which is a whole the whole track of nerdcore and comedy music themed stuff. MC Lars is going to be there this year. 
and lots of other really cool musicians and entertainers. And also, if, if everything goes right, we're supposed to have a car an outdoor carnival to go along with it, with like bounce houses and inflatable obstacle courses and carnival games and all that kind of stuff. A little bit of that is kind of up in the air right now because of the pandemic. But by the time people are hearing this podcast, who knows, that might be over. I don't know. So, um, like you said, this is probably going to be played in August or September. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this might be old news to the people listening right now. Or it might be new news to all the radioactive mutants that are walking around out there in the aftermath of our current situation. Yeah, I mean, like... I mean, like, I, I that you're you're really stepping up the world. Con on the cob is really getting up there, man. <laughs> yeah, I just I I want people to have as many options as possible, and just to have as much fun as possible. I forgot to mention all the parties too. We're actually really well known as a big party con, <laughs> so we have some really great parties as well um, for all ages. There's kid parties, teen parties, and adult parties. And, um, yeah, I just want people to be able to have options and enjoy themselves however they like to enjoy themselves. Yeah, because you, Kyle and the Cobb sounds like Cyber Time Bite the convention. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> for my podcast, I just like bringing on people and interviewing people and things I like. And your convention mm -hmm. is pretty much everything that you like and your family likes and you just put it in a convention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. Here's the stuff I enjoy and I want you to enjoy it with me as much of it as you want. And we, we've had tattoo artists come to the show and do tattoos there. Uh, oh, we also have food trucks. There's just a ton of stuff. I don't know. It's like every year we get more and more exciting things for people to do. And, you know, we're not afraid to try things out and see if, you know, if something doesn't work one year, if nobody's interested in it, then we probably won't do it again. But I like to just throw things out there, see what people like. And always eager to hear from people, too, to see, you know, if they want more of something or if they want something different. You know, they can email me or find me on Facebook. Yeah, because cause I, uh, I, I mean, like, uh, I... I would love to work out a deal with you guys to advertise, to advertise Con on the Cod if I could, because... Well, let's do it. Let's work it out right now. Yeah, let's work it out right now, right in front of yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, there's your deal. You can advertise Con the Cobb as much as you want, and in exchange, you get to come for free. Really? Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, I'll put you on the guest list. Well, uh, I'll give thanks. you a press badge. <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to get out there, but that, that'd be awesome. No. You could. Do you have a car? Well, not, no, not you yet. You could hitch a ride. You could find a friend who's coming. Like I um there I don't know if this part was on on the uh, podcast or just part of our conversation beforehand, but we do get a lot of people from that area that come out. Um, so you know maybe we can organize a carpool or something. Yeah, I can probably I could probably I could probably or I can um what what I could do is I could probably ask my friend who lives in Canton and be like, hey man, uh, like like hey like do you mind if I like come on by and show up you a little bit so I can. Go to the con, whatever, you know? Yeah, brilliant. You could do, or just start walking now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start walking. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, my house doesn't even have a sidewalk in front of it, so. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. well, wear an orange vest or something, and, you know, just leave. Let's see, it's in October. 
I'd say if you leave like a week before, it shouldn't take that long to walk here. <laughs> no, but no, 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 I'm serious. No, in all serious though, I'll, um, yeah, I would love to be there. Uh, if I, if I, I mean, like the way things are going right now, I haven't been, I haven't been working in almost two months at this point. So, yeah, I know the feeling. And, and if, and, I don't know how things are going to be by October for me, but like. Right. Well, here's the thing. Just don't worry about it. Like, if you can make it, you're on the guest list. If you can't make it, that's cool too. I'll try to make it next year, though, for you then. <laughs> Sounds good. Con the con the 2021. There we go. Right for, for you, man. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, the theme will be like, you know, the revenge of Steve or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like. The like... dawn of Steve, Steve rising. <laughs> or we could go with my D D character Darwin. Darwin? Okay. <laughs> that would be kinda cool. We'll we'll work out some kind of meta game or something where people are in search of Darwin and they have to figure out which of the con attendees is Darwin and it'll be you, but no one will know that. Except now they will because they're hearing it here. So I guess we'll have to scrap that plan and do something else. But anyway, it'll be cool regardless. Yeah, because uh, because I would love I would love to do a panel in Ohio. I've never done a panel in Ohio. <laughs> it's not that much different than doing a panel anywhere else, except you know it's in Ohio. Yeah, I know, but the difference would be that no one would know me because I'm. Not they will from... by then. That's what five or six months from now, everyone's going to be like Steve. He's famous, and then you know that's how it'll be. You got time. Yeah, I know, but that um. But like I would, but like I, I don't I don't know if I'd be famous by that point. But like, or I don't look I don't look at this as be getting famous. Like I look at this as like getting like like people enjoy it. Hopefully they send your cars and they're listening to it. You know. Yeah, the fame is just a side effect of all that. You know, it's you talking about the things that you enjoy, and sharing it with people, which is awesome. And that that's what podcasts should be all about. So. You know, if you happen to become famous as a side effect of all that, just because people dig what you dig and like listening to your voice, then uh, you know you got it made. So, like, um, if Conicot doesn't happen this year because of the pandemic, then are you going to move it, or are you just going to wait till next yeah. year? No, it'll be moved. It'll, we'll just move it to whenever it's safe to do it. I, I feel like there's a pretty good chance that by October, things will be all right. Um, People are still signing up for the show, you know, pretty regularly. Nobody's going to get left out in the cold. Like, if we have to, you know, postpone it to, I don't know, March or something, then we'll do that. If, if not, then we'll have it in October. If for some reason we have to just cancel it altogether, anybody who has already signed up, their badge will be transferred to next year's show. So it's going to happen. Um, right now it's scheduled for October 1st through 4th. Um, and unfortunately, Origins, which is the big gaming convention in Columbus, they just moved from the summer to the week after us, which kind of messes us up a little bit as far as attendance goes. But um, I don't think it's going to matter too much, honestly. But whenever it's safe to do the show is when we'll do it. You know, I don't want anyone to get sick. But at the same time, there's no reason to reschedule it this far in advance. Yeah, because... Um... <clears throat> Because like I, I'm, I mean the only like Ohio cons I know of that besides yours mm -hmm. is like you know Ohio con and Missouri con, mm -hmm. and the one you just told me which I don't know until right now. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're more you're more used to going to like anime cons and cosplay cons and stuff, and we have that stuff at Con on the Cob, but our main focus is the tabletop gaming, so that's why you probably haven't heard of Origins because that's a gaming convention, but it's actually pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't mind being Con on the Cob being based around like D and D because I play D and D. I just, yeah. I was playing a session of D and D last night. <laughs> Awesome. I haven't been able to play in a long time. I'm actually, I'm going to run one online next Saturday, which is going to be cool. It's not D&D, though. It's Low Life, which is my game. But it will be cool. Yeah, it's, yeah so, so yeah, I mean, D&D, uh, what, what, uh, like, like, as you know, there's not just D&D anymore. There's Pathfinder. There's all this stuff now. What, what do you, what, like, what is your, what's your tabletop game of choice? Well, usually I play my own, which is Low Life. It uses the Savage Worlds rules system. It's an official setting for that game. Um, it takes place gazillions of years in the future after humans are extinct and everyone's evolved from cockroaches and Twinkies and the various things that survived, including Coblins, which were those ear of corn people from Con of the Cob. Um, that's what I usually play just because it's my game and I know it well. But uh, I do enjoy playing lots of other games. I just don't usually have very much time to do so. Does, uh, does, uh, the, does that game uh, uh, have like like a physical version that you sell it at Con on mm-hmm. the Cob? Yeah. Yeah, but you sell it. It's in stores and online and stuff too. Um, if anyone is interested in checking it out, it's just low life just how it sounds, L-O-W-L-I-F-E. If you go to um, my store, which is Odd Mall Outpost, you can go to oddmalloutpost.com and search for Low Life and you'll find it. If you want a digital version, you can go to Drive Through RPG or RPG Now and search for Low Life, and they have the uh, PDF version on that. But, um, so, so, you, so your nail series told me, right? I'm sorry, what was that? Your nail straighter, you said? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, what, um, <clears throat> what, what, how did you start in that? Like, where did that start? Like, were, were you, were you like, oh, this is what I want to be in life? Or was it just something that came across? Kind of. Um, I was working for a company that, um, I got fired from <laughs> a long time ago. And it was making church directories, which was not my scene, but it was a job. And I was the art director there. And um, I decided I wanted to try to get into illustrating games. So I sent, a, this was in 2000, maybe 99. Um, geez, that was 20 years ago. I'm old. Anyway, um, I sent out emails to a bunch of art directors for various game companies with some of my samples. And um, I was in the art show at Origins in 2001 which was right after I got married and fired from my job and bought a house. So, like, everything happened at once. Like, I, I got married, bought a house, and then got fired. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I decided to be in the art show at Origins, and I just happened to land a deal with, like, some really big-name people in the business, which I don't know if you know these people, but um, shout-out to Larry Elmore and Margaret Wise for giving me my first big illustration job in the gaming industry. Um and then I pretty much was doing freelance illustration since then. And then I started Con on the Cob, 
and then I started Oddmall, and it's been kind of going well since then. Yeah, that sounds sounds it sounds really that sounds really awesome because um because like when it came to being my podcast, I mean like you know I, I I didn't this isn't my first podcast like I did like another one and then I did this one and so I mean because because I went to broadcasting school. Oh yeah. And this is before, and and I didn't know what I was really gonna be in life when I was in high school because I was I was like I was like going over like oh do I want to be a chef or what and it was I was going between chef or professional wrestler none of those worked out so I so those kind of go together though don't you think what chef and professional wrestler. chef and professional wrestler I mean that's that's kind of a classic combination. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe my worldview is twisted, but I'm just picturing like Chef Boyardee in the wrestling mat with his big hat on and an apron, and you know he's got a white apron, but just an apron and like boxer shorts. No wait, that that happened though. Did you ever heard of Pasta Mania? <laughs> no, I haven't. But it sounds awesome. Yeah, this is when this is when like Hulk Hogan was all over the world, and like you know he was. He's more popular than he ever has been, and he yeah. And at Mall of America, they they at the first WCW Nitro, they they freaking opened up a pasta Hulk Hogan's pasta pasta mania. That's awesome! <laughs> wow, yeah. Actually, you know, we get a lot of wrestling fans at Con on the Cobb too. That's actually uh, one of our staff members, Ken. He's a wrestler, so that's pretty cool. And as a side note, Scott Steiner. The wrestler, he complimented me on my calves once. On, on your on your calves? My calves, yeah. We were sharing a limo together. This is my, you know, high roller story. I was a guest at a, the same con he was at in um, Houston. It was called Comic Palooza, I believe. Anyway, we were both guests at the show, and we were sharing a ride back to the airport. And as I got out of the car, he's like, man, where'd you get those calves? Because apparently I have big calves. And I said, clean living. <laughs> so that, that was my answer. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, he was a cool guy. But that's just to illustrate the crossover between the various types of geekdom. You know, a lot of gamers and stuff are also wrestling fans. Are, are you a convention that brings in arcade machines and has a game room? Um, that's something that we've talked about doing, but we, there is a game room at the hotel already. Like, it has its own arcade. But that's mostly, like, you know, skee-ball and ticket-winning kind of games. Um, we do some stuff with video games, but we haven't yet set up to bring in actual machines. Mainly because we use the space for other things. Like, we, there aren't, like, it's a, a mid-sized hotel. We don't have a huge amount of convention space that we can, uh, you know, dedicate to things of that nature. But it's something that we'd be interested in doing if there becomes a demand for it. Because um, I don't know them. I know they exist, but I don't know them personally. But, mm -hmm. but like, um, if you want, I don't know if they travel to Ohio or if they're just a Chicago thing and they only go to Chicago conventions. But um, there's these guys called I Play Games. IPW, IPG and they and they go to conventions and they literally like set up like you know Xboxes and Playstations mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. We have had a service that did that before. And it it was all right. It wasn't it was cool, 
but so we aren't we don't we have maybe six to eight hundred people that come to the show, and I kind of like it that way. Like I don't I want to be able to meet everybody and have everyone feel like it's you know a big party with with all your friends, not a giant thing where you get lost in the crowd, like some of the bigger conventions are. And um, I just felt like the time when we had the guy with all the Xboxes come in, it was fun, but it wasn't too much of a draw. You know, it was like people have Xboxes at home, yeah. so there wasn't too much draw for it. The one time when I brought my own in, we this was like 2007, and we brought in my Xbox and Guitar Hero, and people were like really disrespectful of the machinery, and people were like kicking it, and someone threw the guitar, and so we just decided it probably wasn't a good idea for us to bring in our, like, expensive technological devices because they'd probably get destroyed. So, uh, anyway, if it becomes to the point where people are requesting it more, we probably would bring in more video games, but anytime we've done it, it just hasn't been a big draw. So, so okay, so, uh, what kind of hotel do you guys do the con at? Is it kind of like a, is it like a Hyatt? Is it like a, uh, like a, just a race? It's actually really cool. It's, Currently, it changed its name. I think it's uh, Comfort Inn now. Uh, but it was a. Uh, it was like years ago, decades ago. It was one of those Holiday Inn holodomes that has the big atrium inside of it with like miniature golf course and an indoor pool and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. So it's, it's like a mid-level hotel. It's not. That's not fancy, but it's not a, like a rat hole either. Um, but it's just got really cool space in it with this huge atrium, and that's where we set up most of the gaming tables. So it has, like, this huge, like, 30-foot-high ceiling, and there's the arcade, and there's miniature golf course, and there's, like, balconies surrounding it. It's really cool. I really like this setup. So the, so the, so the vendor hall is, is the giant atrium in the middle of the hotel? No, actually, the gaming area, the main gaming area, is the atrium. And then there's other stuff in there, too. Um, there's an auction that we have that takes place in one of the rooms off the atrium and the kids' stuff. Uh, but the vendor hall is in a ballroom, which is up in a different section of the hotel. Yeah, because if where, where, are, the panel, where are the panel rooms at then, where you guys host your panels? They're kind of in the middle between the, the ballroom where the vendor hall and the art show is and the atrium is the hotel lobby, and right off the lobby are the rooms where we do panels and parties and stuff. Yeah, because it's because uh, um, th- this all just sounds all so all so good. <laughs> Thanks. Oh yeah, I, there's a few other things I forgot to mention that we do. We have a drag show that we do. We've done every like the last couple of years, which has been great. Um, that's a huge draw. Everyone loves that. Um, we do uh, like movies late at night. There's karaoke. All kinds of stuff. I keep forget. I keep remembering, like during our conversation, like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that, like the auction that I was talking about earlier. Um, that's really fun. A lot of you know people bring in like their old games and books and toys and things and auction those off. Oh, are, oh, you're the type of convention that goes all all day and all night until the day yep. you end. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they the hotel likes us to close down at like two in the morning, um, but there's stuff that goes on all night. Wait, like wait, wait, like what happens after two a.m. Since the hotel likes it, I'm usually asleep by then. But um, there's like gaming and stuff. Some of the people stay up late and play games. Um, 
some of the parties move from the rooms that we have them in into other people's hotel rooms just so they can keep them going. Um, sometimes we just leave it open all night. Like the basically the only thing that closes is the vendor hall and the art show, and then they close the atrium at two in the morning. Like they turn the lights off just because they don't. There's hotel rooms that surround it, and they don't want those people to not be able to sleep because there's too much light. But the the party rooms and stuff, we pretty much keep those going all day and all night. Man, that's that's a that that's a wild man. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, it's just, no, I, I, every time you say something about this convention, my mind just keeps getting blown because this is like, it's not like I haven't seen anything like this before. It's just like, kind of the cop, man. I love this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, we try to do something different from the other cons. Like, there are some really great cons. I love going to conventions. But to be honest, and I don't, we're not trying to sound like braggy or anything, but Conlicka really is different from the rest of them. It maybe it's because it's it's you know I'm just less organized, <laughs> which I think makes it feel a little less like stuffy, I guess. But also because there's just such a great crowd of people that keep coming back, and really good friends, and you make a lot of cool friends, and people come from all over the world, even though it's not that big. Um, we have some really great guests and stuff that come out. And I don't know, it just has a different vibe than any other event I've ever been to. The um like like do you like do you think like um if the convention gets big enough, you guys would move to like a to a convention center if it gets that big? Possibly. I don't I don't really want to get too big. Like obviously like for financial reasons it would be nice to have thousands of people. But I think I don't want to have it so big that you'd get lost. So what what would probably happen is if we got to the point where we were that big, I would probably keep Con on the Cobb the size it is and the hotel it is, and I had an idea for another convention, um, which would be basically very similar to Con on the Cobb but much bigger. And we'd move that. The place I was thinking of moving it to was Kalahari, which is a gigantic hotel near Cedar Point that has... Uh, huge, like the world's largest indoor water park. Yeah. And um, they already run a convention there in June called Colossal Con, uh-huh. which is really huge, mostly anime and cosplay con. And that does really well, but um, it also, this is a really expensive hotel. So the reason we haven't moved there already is just because it's so expensive. But if we got to the point where we were attracting like 20,000 people or something, then we would probably move there. Yeah, because I, I've i been to the Kalahari, not that one. Mm-hmm. There's one There's one in the Dells in Wisconsin where they, yeah. where they hold a con called, a Clo- not Colossal, but Dice Show. And I, yeah. and I went there for the very first time uh, last year in 2019 and it was amazing and i don't know how the one in ohio is like but i'm pretty sure it's the same looking way yeah the one in ohio is bigger like i know the one in wisconsin is the first one um but they're very similar so i know colossal con like sells out the hotel like the day you can sign up for it like the last day of the con and it sells out a year in advance like the entire hotel so I mean, if we could get to that point, I would love to have. I wouldn't want it to be Con on the Cob. I would move Con. I would keep Con on the Cob and, and create another convention that was that big. 
but that would be really cool. We we actually kind of have plans drawn up for that, mm-hmm. but we haven't implemented them just because of the cost the, at uh, this point. The, does the Kalahari in Ohio have a convention center on it? Or Oh, it has a gigantic convention center. Two of them, actually. Holy crap, two? Yeah, and like I have maps drawn and everything allocated, like here's where we go, where, and all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, I have to know that I'm going to have 15,000 people at the show before it becomes, you know, financially viable to do it. No, because I no, I asked that because mm-hmm. because the Kalahari and in, in the Dells, they recently just built their just one convention center, just like this yeah. past year, and and it and it they used it for the very first time for Dice Show the, last year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, the one in in Sandusky has it has a gigantic convention center, and then they built an addition onto it, which is basically a second convention center, and it's pretty huge. My God, that is that is wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that might happen in a few years. I don't know. You know, I'm, I haven't ruled anything out. But kind of that goes along with the question you were asking before. Like, if we got big, would we move like to Chicago or something? And really, if we got big enough, we'd probably go to Kalahari. Yeah, that that make that makes sense. I mean, like, I I feel I feel like your con makes sense more like where corn is grown because not to go con to con, <laughs> but I feel like it'd just be a funny and b it just yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I think sometimes it works against us because people just hear the name and they think it's like that actually has something to do with corn, like it's a farm convention or something, or has to do with agriculture, but it really doesn't. It's just a silly name. Dude, you should... And then a lot of people also want to spell it with two B's, like a Cobb salad. I'm not sure where that comes from, but that's really common mistake. We no, you you should for one year you should at least bring in a corn vendor that sells sweet corn. <laughs> you have to. I man. probably should, I, or just you know, like give out cans of cream corn or something like that, or you know, canned corn when, with your badge or something like that. I can get special labels made or something. Yeah, Maybe we'll do that. Just you know, here's your free snack. So you get like a plastic spoon in a can of corn. <laughs> like, like yes, uh, kind of the cob brought to you by Giant Eagle. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we we actually have had Giant Eagle sponsor us before. <laughs> They've uh, we have the con suite where we give out free snacks. So basically, that's one thing we also try to do. Is I understand, you know, not everybody has a lot of money. So I try to make it as affordable as possible for people. So we do have like a hospitality room that has free food in it. So, you know, if people come and they've got to pay for a hotel room and pay for their con badge and stuff, we try to, we don't charge for individual games or anything like that. Like once you pay to get into the con, unless there's some special event that has like, like prizes or something, you don't have to pay for anything else. So like what's, um, how how much is it for admission to get into Con the Cobb? So we have what's called the Super Ultra Mega Deal, which is, I believe it's $60 if you pre-register. And that covers all four days of the convention. And also you get a t-shirt and a button. Um, but normally, I believe it is at the door for a four-day badge is $50. Yeah. So basically about twelve fifty a day. 
So so you guys go for four days? A lot of conventions yep. also go for three. <laughs> really four and a half because we have stuff going on on Wednesday also. The con itself runs Thursday through Sunday, but we do set up on Wednesday, and we have like part of the game room and stuff is open on Wednesday too. That, that's wild. You got you, I never I never saw a convention. I mean, I've I seen it before, but it's been a while mm-hmm. since I heard of a convention that goes four days, let alone three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it makes sense because you know people come from out of town and stuff, and if they fly in, it you know if, if it's just Saturday and Sunday. A lot of people will fly in with Saturday morning, and then they don't have that much time to actually enjoy the con. So, um, yeah, we we go pretty heavily Thursday through Sunday. So, like, um, what, <clears throat> like, what did what does the con on the cob shirt and pin look like? <laughs> All right, so we have a lot of different. We actually this year we're going to have six different shirt designs available. Um, I'm trying to, if you go to our website, actually, so currently we are using tabletop.events, which is a website where you can buy badges and sign up for games and stuff like that, um, and also buy merchandise from, and that's the, the best place to go to see the different shirt designs, but most of them, so you go to tabletop.events and then search for con on the cob, that's how you'd find it, but um, I illustrated six different shirts this year. So there's one, every year I draw a new Coblin doing whatever it is that the theme of the show is for that year. So there's a Coblin that's in like a roller coaster car that's one of the shirts. Then there's, um, I made a Coblin that's like a wrapper for the Nerdcore Explosion. So there's a shirt with him on it. And then there are a few other designs. One of them has like a rainbow on it because we want to make sure that we emphasize that Con and Cobb is open to everybody yeah. and that we're, you know, accepting of everyone no matter what their, you know, race or religion or gender or sexual um, proclivities or whatever. Everybody's invited and everybody's welcome. So we have a shirt that kind of celebrates that. Um, it says fun for all on it. And uh, I honestly can't remember what the other two are, but there's there are six of them this year. Wait. Usually we just do one shirt a year, but I kind of went all out this year, just in time for the pandemic. <laughs> wait, what's the uh, <laughs> wait, what's the name of the website you can find the shirts on again? Tabletop dot events. No, because I because I want to. I'm looking it up right now to um, sweet to yeah. That's the best place to go for people to buy badges and stuff too. Um, if you pre-register and buy your badge online, it's cheaper than it is at the door. Yeah, because cause I want because I want to I want to um I want I want to see the shirts and tell you what I think about them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because because I'm pretty sure they're, I'm pretty sure they're they're fantastic. But um, thank you. I probably have a link somewhere on the actual Con on the Cop website too, but um, I don't have my computer in front of me right now. Con on the Cob. Oh man. Uh, let's see. So, oh yeah, it, t- it took me. Oh, it's under buy merch under merch sales. Yeah, it should be. Oh, here it is. Okay, so you got <laughs> fun. Uh, count on the cob T-shirt. Fun. It says it looks like Run DMC, and it says fun. Oh yeah, on the it cob. says fun C O T C on it. 
and it's the Run DMC logo. That's another one for the Nerdcore Explosion. We have two Nerdcore Explosion shirts. One, two, three, four. You only got five shirts. You don't have six. Oh, I think the other one was last year's shirt that I was reselling, the ones that were left over. Yeah, and then I, and then I, I um, Con on the Cob Games Art Freaks and Fun. <laughs> yep, that's one of our slogans. I like the I like the one where the I like the the first one where the corn is dressed up as like some kind of like green goblin. <laughs> oh yeah, that was actually last year's shirt, or that was that was from actually uh, yeah last year when we had the giant monster theme. So he's dressed kind of like um, the guy from from Max from Where the Wild Things Are, but yeah. he's dressed as like a a monster. So so like where are all these like con on the cob on site guide guide ads? Things. So those those are for people to put ads in our on-site guide, which doesn't exist yet. It's like the guide is, you know, it tells you all about the show and has schedules and stuff in it and talks about the guests and things. And what you're looking at is for people to buy ad space in those guides. Oh, so so you guys don't have a, uh, like, you guys don't have, like, that, that pamphlet or booklet yet that says everything in it yet? Well, I mean, we don't have it made for this year's show yet. Oh. Well, I get why. Because, you know, not on all the programming's not done yet. We don't usually get that printed till like, two weeks before the show. Well, I guess I guess the year when I come, I got to buy, buy myself some ad space. <laughs> Heck, yeah. <laughs> that, that, so, what's the, so, what's the difference between the sizes? Do you guys have, like, different size books, or you just have one book with different size pages? Well, it's one book, and the pages are all the same size, but the ads are different sizes. So it's like what portion of the page you fill up with your ad. Oh, I'm going all I got like 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 <laughs> oh yeah, man, going all both pages. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's an option. Yeah, but two hundred dollars for an ad space, like man. Well, that's for the whole full page one. Most people get this like the quarter page ones. So the by the two point seven five by two inches, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's plenty big enough for anyone. Usually, I mean, people do get the bigger ads, but those are usually people they're either like well established companies or something like that, or sometimes it's local businesses that want to get like pizza delivery or something like that because you know that's something that they'll easily make back. I'm I'm pretty sure people I'm pretty sure when like you know Cedar Point comes to your convention they're buying the 200 page ad and they're just filling up pages for you. Hopefully, I mean it's the first year and because Cedar Point's closed right now because of you know various reasons, um, I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. But if if it doesn't work out this year, like if we have to postpone the convention until after the you know amusement park season, then we'll probably just try again for next year with all the roller coaster stuff. Yeah. I mean I mean we'll still do the programming, but the actual trip to Cedar Point we won't be able to do after October because they're closed. So uh you know we'll have to just see when we have to move to. Are you like the kind Or of... if Cedar Point is open then. We don't know yet. Are you guys like the kind of con that like that like um like you, you treat it like a family and like one day you're like, oh great guys are Here's a bus. We're all going to get a, whoever wants to go get on this bus and we're going to go to Cedar Point. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's kind of how it is. We have it. It's an organized trip, but and we're not going to rent a bus. We're just going to carpool. But 
um, yeah, that's the general gist of it. And But this trip is kind of cool because you'll get to go to Cedar Point with a bunch of people that are kind of famous in the roller, roller coaster community. Like, I don't know who's listening that's, you know, a roller coaster enthusiast or, or not, but there's some pretty big-name people from various podcasts and different, like, Facebook groups and also some uh, roller coaster designers and engineers that are going to be going. So you can actually go to Cedar Point with people that designed the rides or built the control systems for the rides and stuff. So they'll be there to enjoy the show, the park with you, but also to, you know, like answer any questions you might have about how things work or how things are built or anything like that. So I think that's going to be a really cool experience for people. That, yeah, I, I, that sounds, that sounds amazing. I mean, like I'm not a roller coaster guy because I hate heights, but yeah, but that's, that, that sounds really, really amazing. Man. Thank you. Uh, but... And that, so that's another thing. Like, there we've never seen. There isn't, as far as I know, any other convention that isn't specifically like a roller coaster or theme park based convention that has that kind of programming. Like, there there aren't any, as far as I know, that are like pop culture conventions or gaming conventions or anything like that that also mix in roller coasters. But. Uh... What what do you guys how do you guys feel about like doing like a nostalgia theme one year? Yeah, oh, that's something we have in the works actually. That was one of the options for this year when we kind of thought about what we wanted what direction we wanted to go in this year. We decided to do the haunted amusement park. One of the options we thought of was nostalgia. So we thought of doing either like really old school stuff like 1930s and 40s style cartoon stuff or um just like 80s and 90s like sitcoms and stuff like that. Um, that's part of the programming track that we have in mind if we ever do this giant convention at Kalahari. Um, that was like a whole programming track of like pop culture nostalgia. Because because I was going to say, this would be so cool. If you guys do the nostalgia theme when, I'm, when I eventually get there, um, mm-hmm. uh, to eat, like, like, to... To advertise me in, like, like you shouldn't just like say like, oh, Cyber Time is going to be there right away. You should do like, you should, we should just like surprise the people and like, and like I'll send you like a picture of like the Windows ninety five background with the with the, with the <laughs> Windows logo on it behind the sky, and and you post it on the website and you and you just put on there, no reason, you just put on there, and people are wondering like, why is that there? <laughs> no one will know. Yeah, and and then, and then like week or two weeks before the convention, boom, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. So, you know, we do have, like, extra spaces for panels and stuff. So some of our panels are about, like, you know, nostalgia and pop culture stuff, but we don't have an actual programming track for it yet. Mainly for space reasons. We just don't have the room to have that many different programming tracks. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm guessing it's not just you alone that works on this thing. Who, like, like who, like, who works on like setting up the panels and setting up the vendors and all that stuff? Yeah, it's really great actually. There's a whole really amazing team of volunteers, and I have a few actual staff members. Um, the staff members work at my shop as well. But um, so, do you want me to tell their names or just tell you about them? Well, I mean, because I mean, I love to. I want to talk about them, but I hate to accidentally leave someone out. And then I feel really bad. But there are some just really incredible people. Um, I could spout off some names. There's Ken and Jim and um, 
Mark. They run the entertainment programming. There's um, Kylan and Don who do the panels. There's Jesse and um, Vicky who run the cosplay stuff. Crystal and Elise are running the art show. Gus is handling the vendor hall along with Greg. Um, Robin runs the gift shop in the registration room. Uh, Jonathan and Cynthia run the auction. Sam is running the roller coaster themed stuff. Uh, my wife Heather just kind of helps out everywhere that's needed. Um, Rebecca and her team run the Children of the Cobb programming. And the hotel staff is actually really cool. They're very helpful. Um, I'm probably leaving someone out, but that's who I can think of at the moment. So, uh, so you run, so you run the store as well on top of this convention. Yeah, I have a store called Odd Mall Outpost, which is, I told you the website address earlier when I was talking about my books, um, oddmalloutpost.com. But I have an actual physical store as well, which is down the street from where I live. It's an old church building that we converted. We changed it from Assembly of God to Assembly of Odd, and it's uh, it's really cool. It's like four thousand square feet of just weird art. So it's all kinds of like mostly handmade stuff, the stuff that we do at the Odd Mall shows, um, and then we have gaming stuff, and um, very like my original art is there, and a bunch of other artists. Um, it's a very cool spot. I've got a bunch of pets. I have like a indoor turtle pond with thirteen turtles, and uh, it's just a really interesting place. It's a great place to work. I love being there. So so like you um. Like, like, so, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, so you, like, are, like, a store that sells, like, tabletop gaming, but it's so much more? Yeah, the, the tabletop games are more of, they're part of the so much more. It's mostly handmade art. So all kinds of weird art. Like, the weirder, the better. So there's a bunch of, I think we have about 6,000 items in the store right now, representing um, around... Somewhere between 400 and 600 artists and vendors. Um, if people want to check out the website, they can get a sample of what's there. Again, it's oddmalloutpost.com, or they can go to oddmall.info to see what the oddmall shows are all about. But it's all those artists that do our shows, and then also other artists from around the world who mail stuff in. It's a consignment shop, so if there's any artists listening to this, um, if you do anything handmade that's interesting or weird or unique in some way I'd love to hear about it so they can go to the website and there's all kinds of information on there about how to do the consignment and how to submit their stuff but it's um it's a really weird place and it's really fun and we get people that come to it like for birthday parties and stuff like that which I think is really interesting and it's you know, that that sounds really cool your store sounds like the the, the oddest shop on the block yeah, it definitely is. It's the only shop on the block because <laughs> it's surrounded by a cemetery. But it is definitely – it's definitely the oddest shop in the city. Well, I, I guess as they say, you guys got quiet neighbors. That is true. They don't complain much. <laughs> but, like, but like, what – like, I mean, do you guys have, like – like, besides the cemetery, I mean, like, what else is around the, around there? Across the street is a veterinarian and a, a wooded lot. And then on the other side is an empty lot. <laughs> and then on the other two sides is the cemetery. 
But right down the street, there's like Target and stuff like that, a bunch of restaurants and things. So we're we're kind of on a street that branches off of the main road, and the main road has a ton of stuff on it. I mean, it it just, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just excited for you, man. I hope I hope that. Thanks. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, count on the cob. Like, like, I, I know you don't want it to be like C two E two big, millions of people going mm-hmm. and running around at the same time. But I'm, I'm hoping this works out for you and people know know about count on the cob more than they than they did before listening to this. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I really help. You know, appreciate you spreading the word and helping us out. That's great. Hey, no problem. Anything for anything for my boys over at the Cobb. <laughs> Cut on the Cobb! Yeah. I did the goat thing with my hand, but you couldn't see it because they were just doing audio. It was like, like, yeah! Right, exactly. If you could make a guitar riff like at the same time, that would be even better, but it's hard to play the guitar, hold the phone to my ear, stick out my tongue, make a goat with my hand, and say, Cut on the Cobb! I just can't. I don't have that skill, and I can't play guitar. You should. You should. Uh, if if you guys really want to, you guys should make like a radio advertisement, or or like a TV commercial for Con of the Cobb, so you can use that Con of the Cobb. As a... Yeah, you know, we talk about doing that all the time, like doing like a YouTube video or something as a commercial, but we just never got around to it. I think we really should. I can make it for you if you guys want to. Really. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, like I went to broadcasting college, and I went, and I went oh, there, wow. went there for a year. That'd be awesome. I mean, like, I, like, I, I don't know how well, how precise you are with me editing it, but like, if you guys want, if you guys, I, I, I can't guarantee, I can't guarantee you, like, I, that I can get it on the radio, but after I'm done editing it, I can send it back to you, and then you can do whatever you want to get it out there. Man, I would love that. That would be so awesome. Maybe by the time people are listening to this, it will already be out there. Yeah, if you got, if you want, if you want, if you want to get, if you want to get that done or whatever you want to do, just just let me know and I'll can get started on that. Awesome, man! Thank you. Uh huh. Cool. What are you gonna ask? Oh. What was that? Are you gonna? What you're gonna? Feel like oh no! I was waiting for you to say something, and you were waiting for me to say something. So we just kind of had an awkward silence. <laughs> but people love to listen to awkward silence, so it's good. It makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah, it makes them feel like I I can relate to that. Right. Exactly. I've had an awkward silence. I was being polite and letting someone else talk, and they were also being polite and letting me talk, but neither of us knew what to say. So yeah, everyone has had that happen. So like, um, what's what's your... we could have awkward silence con. That'd be funny. <laughs> Just sit like ten feet away from each other and start conversations. Like you you do that thing where you like raise your finger up in the air like you're about to say something, and you just kind of make a noise, and then the other person goes, "What were you gonna say?" And then the other person's like, "No, you." And then it goes back and forth like that. That that would be like, that, that would be the most awkward convention ever. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna set it up. You're in, you're the guest of honor. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like 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 okay, everyone. Like what? Like, no, no. Well, you're gonna say something. Like no, 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 no. I was right. gonna say. I was gonna yeah, say. Go something. after you. No, it's no, cool. no. Hold on. No, after you. <laughs> it's like when you're a kid and you're with your friends and you're like, what should we do? And then you're like, I don't know. What do you want to do? 
and then the other person says, I don't know, what do you want to do? And it just goes back and forth like that. Maybe you don't have to be a kid for that. I think that still happens. So, um, you know, you could call it like indecisicon or something. No, and then you go to someone's hotel room, they have to do not disturbing outside their door, and they're like, hey, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, but like, but like, what's your favorite? Cool. What's your favorite year of the con? Of con on the cob. What's my favorite part of the con? No, no. What's your favorite year what? and your favorite part? Oh, what's my favorite year? Um, jeez, I the the we we kind of so we had an issue in the past couple of years where, um, the con's gotten a little bit smaller the last two years because we moved the date. Like, we were in October in 2015, I think. And that was a really good year. But the hotel said that they had a bunch of uh, weddings that they wanted to host in October, so would it cause us any trouble to move to November? So we moved to November, and our attendance went down by, like, 200 people or so because of the change in the date. And then we were there in November again, the next year, and then we moved back to October last year, and I think because of the date change again, people got confused, and the attendance was down. So I'm hoping to get back to where we were like four years ago. Um, but every year is kind of the best year, really. I know it sounds weird to say that, but or it sounds cliche to say that, but mainly because it's probably the freshest in my memory is the best year, but it's... Every year is just so much fun. It's definitely the highlight of my entire year. Is the thing I look forward to most all year. And uh, I don't know. I just I can't think of a bad time that I've ever had there. What's your What's your favorite part of Con on the Cob? Like, what's your favorite part of all of all of it for all these years? Just hanging out with friends. Like, it doesn't matter if we're playing games or going to parties or whatever. I love the uh, just the whole fact that you're hanging out with hundreds of people who share your interests or who are at least interested in learning about your interests. And um, like we every year we just do different things. We had a toga party a couple of years ago. That was a blast. Um, we our theme was the gods of Coblimpus. So we had all kinds of like coblins and togas and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, man. The best part is just the people. You know, that's just how it's been since the beginning. Do Do you think Do you think there could be like a cyber time bite cobbling? Sure, there could. I would love that. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> cyber. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Anything can be a cobbling. <laughs> like, like he can like have like he could be wearing like a like a like a baseball cap that says cyber time bite on it, and a T-shirt that says that has my logo on it, dude. That would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we might be able to make that happen. That would be cool. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything you want? Is there anything you want to ask me? Uh, just out of curiosity. Um, who does your hair? Great clips. Okay. Um, that's it. That's no, I don't know. That's just the first question that came to mind. I don't even know what your hair looks like. Um, <laughs> I, I actually have, um, I actually have brown hair and it's curly. <laughs> No, I just I think this is a cool podcast. I wish you luck, and um, I'm gonna. I don't really I didn't know anything about it honestly until you contacted me, 
so I'm hoping to help you spread the word. I've got a bunch of friends who do podcasts and stuff. And um, do you know there's a group called the Tangent Bound Network? Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. I'm going to introduce you to my guys, um, Mark and Jim. They're they're actually on staff for Common Cobb and Oddmall. They're really great guys, and they run a whole network of podcasts that are about any kind of geeky stuff or interesting stuff. And um, I think you should talk with them and get in with them, and they can help, you know, expand your uh, listener base and stuff. So if you're interested, I'll introduce you. But, um, no, I just think this is really cool, and I'm really grateful for the chance to be on. Hey, thanks, man. I would love I would love to get in contact with your friends. The the help. Yeah, I'll introduce you. No worries. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, man, this is this has been a great time. We've been going for an hour, pretty much. Uh, so so I'll, I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, thank you everyone for listening to episode one hundred and eleven of Cyber Time Bite. You can find me on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite. Follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVamp. Buy my merchandise at Redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear. Where even you know the spork is the most powerful of them all. You may you may love your con on the cob and near out there's corn and stuff involved, but you may say plastic spoons with cans of corn, but we all know you were thinking spork. You know, actually, it was. Spatulas are where it's at for real, though. Like, we could have a spork versus spatula battle if it comes to that. But, um, you know, I'm a big fan of sporks, and actually sporks show up a lot in my illustrations. Well, well, I'm glad to see that, because they should get more love. <laughs> yeah, sporks have an appeal. Like, they don't, they really carry the whole cutlery culture far beyond, like, you know, the splife and the Whatever else there is, I don't know. Was that a spork, a spoon and knife combination? There's like the tongula, I think. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of different like bastardizations and hybrids of various cutlery items. And I have to agree that the spork kind of reigns supreme when you're talking about like a portmanteau of, you know, silverware. You don't really see too many like, you know, there's not like, like the knife with the spoon handle. Just that's impractical. You'll cut your hand open. So you know, I got gotcha. you in the toaster can opener combination. That's, I think that's a discussion for another time. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm there with you with sporks. We no we no. But if I come when I come to count on the cob, I should I should make like a giant. We should make like a giant spork and a giant spatula and just battle it out on the main stage. You should make a battle spork. <laughs> and I'll make like a big like halberd style spatula, and yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll battle it out. I challenge you to a duel. Yeah, the, 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 for the, supremacy over uh, I don't know which device is best for flipping pancakes. And then everyone in the crowd is like, yeah, they will too. It it would be epic. Oh man! And it sounds like we're joking, but this is something that we can really actually make happen. Yeah, we're we're gonna make this happen, and the spork is gonna win. No, that's just saying. <laughs> what depends? Like, we haven't set the parameters for what the contest is. Like, if you're talking about like which one looks the coolest, maybe spork would win. But if you're talking about which one is best for eating cereal, the spork would win. But if you're talking about which one is best for flipping pancakes, I think the spatula would win. But we'll see. You know, I think we're talking more about like which one is better for like 
decapitating 30 of your enemies at a time or something like that. And we'll see. We'll, we'll put it to the test. Oh, man. Tony's wonderful, wonderful viewer. They can find you out. <laughs> awesome. So my name is Andy Hopp, H-O-P-P. You can find me on Facebook under that name, or you can go to cononthecob.com. That's C-O-N-O-N-T-H-E-C-O-B.com. You can go to oddmall.info, O-D-D-M-A-L-L.info. You can go to oddmalloutpost.com, or you can go to motheroithcreations.com. That's like Mother Earth, but Mother Oith, like M-U-T-H-A-O-I-T-H creations.com, which I really need to update. That's the Low Life website, and I've been too busy making books. I haven't had a chance to update the, the website lately. And by lately, I mean in like a decade. But I'm getting to it. It's on the list. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think I think we're you now. Remember how we were talking about earlier about how people confuse Cobb on the Cobb by putting two Bs. Yes, I one think, B in Con on the Cobb. I, I think I think I think they confuse that because your your last name start ends with two Ps. Yeah, that happens. People call me Andy Cobb sometimes. Like they get confused. Or they'll call me, like, Mr. Cobb, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> well, you are Mr. Cobb. Yeah, I mean, I am because I'm the founder of Con on the Cobb. I also get called Mr. Odd sometimes, or people think Odd is my last name because of Oddmall. I think they just get confused. But either way, I'll accept either of those. So if you want to call me Mr. Cobb or Mr. Odd or just Andy or, you know, I answer to just about anything. So it's good. I don't care. I'm not proud. Well, this was fantastic. And I want to thank all of you for listening. And I hope all of you have a fantastic day. Have a good one. Awesome. I'll see you at Cut on the Cow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>